All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-37-GRIND is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so we got some reaction on Twitter or what well, we got, Facebook Live. Who else we got here? Uh, Jonas is right on Canelo. I think we read that. Anthony uh, Sliz is comparing Fox and Green. Laugh out loud. Fox is averaging 25 points a game. Serious. This is a huge loss comparing to Green is foolish. And Anthony Sliz, I think half the time your takes are you like it doesn't. You come out of the rock every whatever time that you have something that you think you can call me out on. So your so your opinion is kind of basically like I said. It's it's kind of biased in a way when it comes to anything I say. But let me clarify it again. What I'm saying is this whole take started in the pushback because Jonas gave me the, the, the gas face because I said, hey, well, they played one game without Draymond. And what I'm not going to do is let Jonas or anybody else out there pass by like Draymond Green because he doesn't. he's not part of the quote-unquote Splash Brothers. It's just some role player in Golden State's dynasty run. He's not. The coach that basically knows more basketball than me and Jonas put together in two lifetimes or Anthony Sliz or whoever else there has told you that's been around Phil Jackson, that's been around Michael Jordan, that's been around Coach Popovich, that's been around Tim Duncan, that's been around Manu Ginobili, and now he's been around Steph Curry and them. He's told you that there's not a banner hanging up there without Draymond Green. So my whole point was, is the like you can sit there and say, well, Fox averages 25. Fox is a point guard, Calvin. They still got, he's very important to what they do. So is Draymond Green to uh, Golden State. The point is that injuries is going through rampant through the whole playoffs right now. And I wanted to touch on that because of the whole Kawhi situation. Now, we can't pin that on uh, with the situation my take here on the Fox injury, allegedly. But my point is, injuries are running rampant in the NBA playoffs. And they have been, for the most part, this season. But back to my point, is that Draymond, I'm not going to get pushed around like Draymond is some role player. Because I'll tell you this, there's not an analyst out there. I'm not talking about the Golden State Warriors of Kevin Durant. I'm talking about the 20. 23 Golden State Warriors, okay? Nobody going into this series, if you were to sit there and say Draymond Green is not going to play one game in this season, this series, nobody with a team that has played well above below 500 on the road, a team that's coming into this series without home court advantage, there's not an analyst out there with credibility that would have picked Golden State to beat Sacramento if you said Draymond ain't playing the whole series. Not a one. So, so the reality of it is, is that I'm not going to let people that basically sit around and just basically scoreboard and box score and sports center highlight watch try to poo-poo and basically say that Draymond Green is all. Oh, that's just Draymond. He's a four-time champion. He's got defensive player of the year. Does his Andes get going? And I'm the one that's been telling you that I think this is his last year regardless. Because of probably mutual. But no, that's all I'm saying. And when you look at the injuries, and this is a nice segue. When you go to the Clippers situation. Okay, they find themselves down three to one. The Suns took a commanding three one lead after losing game one. They've come back to run off three straight. Before I get into the Kawhi Leonard situation, let's focus on the Suns and the positivity that I see. I see a team that basically is getting better and better for every game they play with each other. Okay, we know Kevin Durant twisted his ankle in pregame warmups about a month ago, missed weeks of action that cost him chemistry and continuity with each other. 
Um, I think also it's well documented that pretty much the question I still have, which I don't think the Clippers can really do it. I mean, they would do it if they had two of their best players. But the truth of the matter is, is that they're not exposing or can't really expose the depth issues and concerns that I still have with the Suns. KD was asked about it afterwards. And again, we know how sensitive KD is, but was asked, hey, how did you feel? You know, you're playing these long minutes. He said, hey, well, how did I look tonight? Like meaning he's getting tired of the question, but, you know, he is logging a lot of minutes. And so but for right now, I look at Devin Booker. I look at KD and Chris Paul and I look at three guys who are getting more comfortable and comfortable with each other on the court. The question is going to be is that when they get to better, a little bit healthier and better competition, how is that bench going to hold up at that point? Now, to the losing side of things and, and the Clippers, look, I've said it all year long, and I'll keep saying it. Regardless of the injury situation, regardless, if they lost to anybody else besides the defending chance, which were the Golden State Warriors, they have to really look at basically moving on from this situation in regards to trying to move a piece here and there to kind of go a different direction. Now, the problem with that is, which they might not listen to that, is because Tyron Lue has proven as good as coach he is and what he has, they've been competitive in every damn game. And they only had Kawhi Leonard really for the first uh, two games. And they missed him two straight along with Paul George hasn't even been there. Now, this situation with Kawhi, there's a couple things. One, you know, I know we live in conspiracy theory, grassy knoll, you know, on the other side of this depository, everything, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oliver Stone. But this situation has developed off the court with Kawhi Leonard's sister, allegedly getting sentenced to life, I guess, in prison. Um, this could be a different sister I speak of, and I don't think this is the one that was actually going to bat for him when he was getting killed down here for not wanting to play when people were going after his sister. People were attacking his, you know, of course, Uncle Dennis. I think this is a different sister that from what I've heard, what even knowing before this verdict and whenever she's going live in prison, that pretty much this is a sister that I don't even know how strong or if any type of relationship Kawhi Leonard still has with her. So to me, I think when you go through what Kawhi has gone through in the last few years of not being available because of knee problems, injuries or whatever, people like to dig and dig because of one, how it ended down here in the 2-1-0 and going forward. What I think this has to do with Kawhi Leonard is what has to do with a lot of different other players in the NBA that were suffering. Now, granted to what we're hearing, the injury of Darren Fox, I don't think that's fair to put that in this category. But if we just talking about Kawhi Leonard. OK, what I believe is going on for one, there's been rumors that he's been having degenerate knees for a while. OK, not only that, when you have surgery on one knee, you compensate. I said this on Friday and Thursday. You have a tendency to compensate for other things. But what this shows to me and credit to Stan Van Gundy, OK, about a month ago saying this on a telecast and it's kind of it needs to be more discussed from the evidence that we've shown this season. And now what we're seeing in the playoffs, the low management thing is not working. It doesn't work. And I think, in my opinion, with Kawhi Leonard, is I look at it as a guy that basically just played his back-to-back -back game for the first time with about a week left of the regular season. It was the first time that he played. It was about seven to ten games left of the regular season. It was the first time he played a back-to-back -back all year. OK, it's well documented. We know how many games that he misses through the course of a regular season, which I don't think Kawhi is never going to play more than 50 games in a season anymore.
But I do think you take all those components and then you go into the playoffs where everybody tells you the speed is different. The intensity is different. So you're going to go from that and load manage and all of a sudden you're going to go play 44, 46 minutes a game. It's a body shot. And I and I think that's the reality of not just with which I think Kawhi has some pre uh, you know preconditions or whatever, but with his knees. But I think you can go around with other guys as well too with these hamstring injuries. These all the it's just the fact of it is the intensity gets up and then minutes intake because everybody knows for years in the playoffs your rotation shrinkings of most coaches shrinking their rotation down to maybe I don't know eight to nine man rotation at the most. And that's if you're super deep. But I think that's obviously I think that has contributed to Kawhi having this uh, this recent situation with his knee, which the report had it and the report was out there on Saturday that he wanted to play. He wanted to play the organization and teams that told him, hey, it's swelling. You have a risk to go. But Kawhi wanted to go. Now. It depends on what you feel about Kawhi, whether you believe that or not. But I can damn sure feel because I think this is where we're at in the NBA. And this is where we're at with contracts. And it's the owners that are owning these teams the way they look at them. They look at investments and they look at these guys as assets. And I think for one, they baby them a lot to a certain extent. The tax bracket has saved, but I am old enough to sit there and watch Isaiah Thomas give the Lakers like 30 or 40 with an ankle that was the size of a grapefruit. Kevin McHale to this day walks around like he has an extra heel size on his shoe, whatever his sad shoes that he's wearing, because he played a whole playoff run with a broken bone in his foot. Everybody knows Jordan and the ledge where you want to say the flu game or he had a hangover. I don't care. They sit guys out now for flu-like symptoms. Not the flu, just flu-like symptoms. They baby these guys. And it, and it goes around to the whole stint. Now, Giannis tonight, the report says he's supposed to be back. And I told you once they got down 2-1 to one to Miami, Giannis is going to be back. Now, there's a back issue with this. But it just comes down to where, again, and I get that, Giannis, you're going to take extra caution with that. So what has showed me where the NBA is at right now, it doesn't matter where it's the playoffs. It don't matter whether it's game five, game six, seven, three, two, one. If you are a Supermax player, you're getting a lot of money and you're a little banged up or you got something on with your knee that could maybe result into structural damage. You got a slight hamstring. The organization and team doctors are shutting you down. They're not letting you try to play through it. And again, I think Kawhi is never going to get his reputation back regardless, especially from what stemmed down here where most people view that. Because why? Because most of the night, and I, I can't just even bang on my backyard in the 210, but most of the, the, of course, in my backyard and most of the NBA people and audience, they automatically think the Spurs and Pop's word is gold regardless. And that's the benefit this organization gets, which I think is, is borderline. Sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's not. But reality of it is his reputation or people think, oh, well, this has to do with his sister or this Kawhi just don't want to play. I've heard things like, oh, Kawhi really wants out of the Clippers now. That's not why he's playing. Did y'all not see this man in game one? Did y'all not see him in game one? Uh, I rest my case. This has to do with, I believe, in his particular instance and other, this low management stuff isn't really working. 
you're having more injuries now than you did before even the load management purpose. Because, again, I feel like if you're going to do load management, then you've got to sit there and you've got to pretty much keep that intake and keep that minute count even going into playoffs. How can you ask a guy, even the most well-conditioned athletes that these NBA players are, how can you ask a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who's pretty much on a super, super pitch count, to automatically get into April and May and go play 45, 48 minutes a game in two games, even if you got a day off in between? That is what I think that basically is contributing to a lot of these injuries. Now, again, Suns go up 3-1. That's going back to the desert. I don't think that's coming back to L.A. Credit to the Clippers. I mean, and it sucks because this is the – I mean, Westbrook, that was his best game all year, whether it was a Laker uniform or a Clipper uniform. That was his best game all year, and maybe you can even go back to the last two seasons. I mean, he went vintage to try to carry that team on his back to keep them competitive. Just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. And that's the reason why I think they're in a tough situation. But you know what? They can look at it like, look how game this game, look how close, they, even if they go in five, it, look how close these games has been. Why not run it back and just hope that we can cross fingers, we're going to stay healthy. But I just think this whole low management situation is suspect. 877-37-GRIND. Also in last night's action, the Denver Nuggets. Okay, I still need to see more from the Nuggets, man. I really do. Uh, you know, they have an opportunity to go in and close the door on the T-Wolves, um, a team that really, I think, in the last minute of the game, when they when Nuggets went on 11-0 run, they were sitting there. I was telling they see they're trying to give this game away. Like, we really don't want to get on the plane and go back to Denver. Can y'all please win this game? And the Nuggets couldn't do it. You know why they couldn't do it? Because Michael Porter is so – I'm going to be on his ass all season, all postseason until they host the Western Conference Trophy. or go. To, he is too streaky. And when you look at the Denver Nuggets, they got two dogs, Joker and Murray. The rest of the guys – and Gordon too. Gordon is – now, the one thing I'll give Gordon, he'll, he'll mix it up. He defensive, he rebounds, but he's not a guy that you can re rely on really in a hostile environment to basically go ahead and be victorious and chip in on some points. That is a game last night that the Nuggets came out half-assed. Uh, they did enough to try to retake the lead after – I mean, they had the lead. Really, they lost it in the third quarter. They really had an opportunity to come in third quarter and put the foot on their neck and just get it over with, but they didn't. And they'll win this series. They'll go back to the Pepsi Center in Colorado. And they'll probably blow out the T-Wolves. I mean, I think last time I checked, they're like a 12-point favorite tomorrow, 9 or 10, to blow them out. But how is that going to go? Because I think the winner out of this and the Phoenix Suns play each other next round. So you're looking at the Suns, and then you're looking at pretty much Probably the Denver Nuggets, unless something crazy. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Jones, but I think that's the next round lineup. And to me, that even if that's the case, that even a little bit more disappointing as that Denver couldn't finish that game out last night when you know that the Clippers and the Suns, especially the Suns, are probably going to go back and finish the Clippers in five. But you could have gained an extra day or two of rest to go out and get that. But you know what? You let a team like Minnesota hang around. Now, granted to Anthony Edwards, you know, he said that, hey, we're not getting swept. And he played like it. I mean, he's he's had a pretty damn good series for the most part being as – I mean, I wish he would have started the year playing like this. I think if he would have started the year playing and instead of basically, you know, the whole team, you know, stopping to smell their own piss from their success last year, they wouldn't even be in this situation. They would have never had to go from a play-in game. 
What do you got? Uh, confirming, yeah. Uh, the Nuggets will go on and face the winner of the Suns Clippers. Yeah, and and if that's the case, man, you got to take advantage of, of getting Minnesota out of there 4-0 just to gain that extra rest, especially when you're going to go against a team that you know is not that deep. Their starting five is probably the best in the tournament, both sides, but there's, their depth is questionable. And, it, and, and, and again, KD, he's getting asked about these minutes that they're playing. They really, I mean – you know, Monty Williams really has no choice but to play these guys as minutes. And he said, he goes, hey, we're trying to win. We're trying to win. What do you got? You said coming down the stretch of the regular season that the Nuggets had a point there. They looked bored. Um, have they stopped looking bored yet? Are they just going through the motions? Still? No, no. I mean, they didn't. They went through the motions yesterday to start the game. I mean, the way they came out first half. But no, I, I think they've been engaged in this series. They're trying to win it. I just feel like they're, you know, there's a reason why, and, and they can use all the fuel they want to. But there's a reason why that this hasn't been a consensus across the board at them being the number one seed that they're going to win the whole thing. Because I believe that there's some people like me that still they feel like something's missing. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spitting the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste 
and a rich complex flavor. That is Pinland Whiskey, which is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, and it's an official uh, whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737-GRIND. All right, so keeping it moving, sticking with the NBA uh, before we start uh, venturing off to uh, NFL news. Um, so, yeah, so... That's my thought with the Suns, but I think they should have closed out. You're speaking of Denver, um, because you don't want the Suns to get that extra thing of rest. Um, on the eastern side of things, we've seen the Boston Celtics take a uh, 3-1 lead over Atlanta. Uh, they went down and took one or two in the ATL. That series is going to switch back to Boston for them to get to have a chance to go ahead and close out. Uh, the story on this game, really, well, first of all, like I said, Snyder is – going to get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, when he has an offseason, he has that, he will go ahead and basically be able to instill his philosophy, his personnel, and have a whole offseason. I told you that this was not going to take place. First of all, I was surprised. When I read the reason why, it made sense to get a head start, but it didn't really make sense to me at first why he would even come in and take the job at this end instead of just waiting until next year. Uh, but with that said, I just feel Trey – Young is just not his type of player, in my opinion, to really run his system and really base. You you can't. I mean, Daniel, uh, Daniel Snyder, Snyder comes from a culture where he preaches defense. You can't get everybody else to buy into your culture if your best player is allergic to defense. That's the reality of the situation. And so to me, you know, going forward, it's going to when you when you had all those rumors about, you know, in regards to like, hey, the, the, the management has given the green light for, you know, the Atlanta Hawks to trade Trey if the situation makes sense. I understand why now, because I really would be surprised if he isn't moved, because, again, Trey can say, oh, we're in it for the long haul. Me and DJ, we're this and that. He just doesn't seem like he's the guy. He has really struggled this season until we had that most overrated list done by the athletic. I didn't even know his numbers were that bad. So to me, that's what I feel about Atlanta. The other story coming out of that game is DeJounte Murray, who is going to be investigated in regards to an incident with an official after the game. Is that correct, Jonas? Uh, yeah, he walked up to the official and kind of chest bumped him, got into him, and a lot of people, you know, conversation today is, okay, well, what what about what Tatum did uh, where he was getting back, you know, getting back up from under the basket on a drive, and he kind of interacted with the, the referee. So uh, both incidents being, you know, are, are under, I guess, the public eye. The NBA has said that they are investigating the DeJounte incident. Yeah, I saw the video, and uh, basically it looked at it like a situation to where um, it is probably going to warrant some type of uh, suspension. Well, it should. I've looked at it, and to me, and again, it's hard for me to say this because Adam Silver has really been, like I said, I like Adam. And I know this has sound like this has been a bad session for the last few weeks or a month for me with Adam. It really hasn't. I just think he's, again, get, taken advantage of from players and owners, uh, his kindness for his weakness. But I think, you know, going into what I basically sit there and look at is one of those situations to where 
I I would think that if you I mean if you touch an official, that's an automatic situation to where it is a suspension or a fine or whatever. Yeah, it's an automatic yeah. one game suspension yeah. without pay. Yeah, and I think what we're coming off the heels of the Draymond Green situation and what's kind of going on with that, and you know, you know, we haven't even talked about the Dylan Brooks situation, but I think that since the eyes are on these officials about keeping it, you know straight and consistent i think it's one of those things to where they're probably going to have to suspend them because i looked at the video there is enough uh contact there uh you definitely understand and look it's sad that he put himself to do that and i understand emotional and you know basically upset because it's not i mean because Dejounte's had a good series man he's had a hell of a series you know he's to me i mean i think he is the piece and I do believe Snyder's going to look at it, and he's going to be the piece that they're going to build around because DeJounte will play defense. He's made, what, second team all defense before even when he was down here with the Spurs, at least second team I think it was once, if not first. So he does have defense in his DNA, and I believe that's who they're going to really move forward. I mean, it was cute trying to, hey, let's play with each other. Let's go and team up. and But Trey, I think Trey needs a different scenery, and I think Trey needs to be humble. So I would be very, with those reports came out, I would be very surprised and shocked if Trey is on the Atlanta Hawks uh, as of next year when they report to camp in September. Um, also sticking to the Eastern Conference as well, the New York Knicks uh, take a 3-1 lead over Cleveland. They defended home court in New York in the Garden. All right. By the way, just for goes to keep score, I told AC that the Billy Joel's concert got canceled. And push back, I should say. Um, you know, I think they had the New York Rangers is in the NHL playoffs. The Islanders, they've got uh, – and then you had the Knicks. So, scheduling made Billy Joel get pushed back. And the only reason you're like, why the hell is he bringing up Billy Joel? Because I've always said, and I think, and I've said, and I'll set a, a hot mic, Billy Joel is one of the most overrated artists in American history. He really is. I, I mean, he's – like, I always say, you know, I've, I've got one thing a little bit about Bruce Springsteen, but Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel have been those two guys that an American – like, these – hey, Billy Joel, overrated. That's all I said. That's what that, – Disrespect get, for the piano man. Well, I'll know. tell you, tell piano man got his ass canceled. Okay, he was supposed to book in the garden. They had to push his ass back because it's like, hey, sorry, man, we've got hockey playoffs and NBA. Billy Joel's overrated. So anyway, back to the situation at hand in that Knicks and Cleveland. Okay, Uh, credit to the Knicks. You know, they're if, if they're going to get production like that from Brunson and you can maybe get something added with Barrett and keep in mind, they defended home court. With Julius Randle having a horrible game four. He got benched. And credit to Tibbs, man, because you got to have cojones and a big apple sack to go ahead and bench your best player, which is, you know, going to win some awards this year. I mean, he's he's a hell of a player, but you know what? He didn't have it on Saturday. And Tibbs set him and he stuck with that group and they were able to go ahead and defend their home court and go up 3-0. But if they're going to be able to get production out of Brunson like that, get production off of Barrett from here, they're going to play defense like that. They're going to be a tough out for anybody in the East, whether it's the 76ers, whether it's Boston, whether it's it doesn't matter. You know, um, that's that's my opinion. Now, with the other side of this, Cleveland, it's time for. The Stephen A. Smiths of the world, 
the TNT crews of the world, which credit to Shaq, I saw I saw him say something about it last night. But it's it's time for the NBA fans and the media to stop giving Donovan Mitchell a pass. Donovan Mitchell has digressed, in my opinion, since his rookie. It, since he, the the height of what we thought he was going to be after that that playoff run with Utah, his rookie, the type of playoffs he has. Donovan Mitchell, to me, has basically taken a couple, a few steps back over the years, and he had a horrible game. He hasn't really done anything in this series yet, and I believe that. And and to me, I look. At one hand, you got to give credit to the Knicks and their defense, but I've seen Donovan Mitchell even in his last couple, last year or so at Utah, even to this Donovan Mitchell. He's he's kind of hit this to me this plateau. He's a heck of a player. But you can't say he's in this series. He's been a role player. He's been a role player. And and he's supposed to be a guy that they traded for. That's supposed to be when you're in this situation to have some experience. And Donovan, I mean, what did he do? He had two. He went like two for 15. I mean, he had like he scored his first field goal in the fourth quarter, like at the four or five minute mark. What do you got? He finished five of 18 for 11 points for, for the game. Role player. Oh, for four from three point. Role range. player. He also, where you said he hasn't done anything all series. Well, game one, he was fourteen of thirty with thirty eight points. Almost had a double double. Who 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 had a big game in game one? Donovan Mitchell had but, a big but, game. But I mean, in game but one. but who was the one? Who did? Uh, what's his name went off in game two? Right? Was he the leading scorer in game one? Because I, I thought they I'm, both I'm went out. No, I got you. Because right the now, reason why because you know, the reason why I'm asking you that is because there's impactful points and there's basically like I always say front running points. Donovan Mitchell, for the most part, is like, yeah, he's at home. He scored thirty eight points. Um, to me, maybe okay. Sandy hasn't done anything in this in this series, but I'll still stand by what I said. He's he's went backwards. He's went backwards. There's a reason why he was traded out of Utah. A new guy came in and Danny Ainge and basically said, "Hey, you're not you're a piece that's worthy to go ahead and keep." And so he was he wasn't playing as good enough for Don for for Danny Ainge to keep him. I think it was more about assets and them collecting assets. They flipped Gobert. They flipped Mitchell. They were supposed Utah was supposed to be worse this year. Jonas, what I'm listen to what I'm saying. Like I said, you have a tendency to automatically do a hundred miles an hour and push back, and you're not listening to what I'm saying. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, I'm not arguing about the assets they got. When you're sitting there in Utah and you're a place that you know do not attract free agents, they're in the same situation San Antonio is, Indiana is. If you've got a player like Donovan Mitchell and if you think that he's that guy that you can build around, you don't trade him regardless. But you don't have the other pieces to put around him because, because you're moving. Ainge went in there just like he did in Boston. He cleaned house. He hit the reset button, and you, you collect the draft assets, and you build your own okay, class. Okay, let me ask you, you something. Cohesion. Let me ask you something. When you said, let's perfect example, when you say, let's go ahead, when he went into Boston, he did the same thing, he cleaned house. Mm-hmm. Did he let Paul Pierce go when he got there, or did he keep him and build around him? Was I'm talking about the second rebuild. Right? I'm talking, no, I'm, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking, what, 2013? I'm he moves talking, KD, no, I'm, KG, uh, sorry, he moves Pierce. No, no, I'm talking about you're talking about the championship when run. he got to Boston, when he got that title, because this is the same thing he showed up in Utah, he got the same title he got with Boston. When he had because remember, because I because I know you're younger than me, but remember at that time, Paul Pierce, we feel we and we feel to realize that Paul Pierce went through some lean years at Boston. 
He people thought he was wasting his talents away just like mm-hmm. KG was with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is when Danny Ainge showed up, he had to go ahead and this is an organization he played for. He had to blow things up. He didn't let Paul Pierce go. Because he knew Paul Pierce was the future. My point is, Donovan, regardless, it just because you don't have the pieces around Donovan Mitchell or you're not going to compete or you're not ready to be, uh, win a championship, don't mean you let go of a generational player if he's that guy just because we're not ready yet. You build around that guy. If you're going to be stuck in, just like you talked about down here in our backyard, and you're going to be stuck in play-in series because you've got him, but who, who do you have next to him? You're in Utah. You can't, you can't go get free agents like everybody else. Even if you have that guy, it's tough. So if you're in Utah and you're in that situation, what do you do? You move your star. Okay, let me ask you this. You're saying, you're saying okay. Atlanta could build around DeJounte Murray, but the Spurs couldn't build around but, DeJounte Murray. But the Spurs can build around DeJounte Murray for other reasons besides just flat, flatten out. They couldn't build out. There's a lot of factors in the reason why that, and I don't want to go through that, but they sure. traded and gave up all those picks, so evidently they like that front office like DeJounte Murray. Uh, the guy that they got as a head coach, Snyder, I believe coached him a little bit when he was down here, and, and, and the Austin team was here. He was still on that staff when DeJounte Snyder came in. Maybe around there maybe left it's around that time my my thing to you is that if let me ask you this if Danny Ainge shows up in Utah and they got the same pieces around him and it's Rudy Gobert it's it's everybody around Jordan Clarkson all these guys and let's say Kawhi Leonard's on that team Let's say, for example, if any if you we don't even have to pick Kawhi, well, we can Kawhi's put somebody. Not, yeah, Kawhi's we, not gonna we, be available. Well, so. what I'm just saying, if my point is, if somebody is on that team that that's that dude, you're not just automatically just shipping him off just because you don't have the pieces around. You're building on him. What I'm trying to tell you is Donovan Mitchell has not built off of that explosion rookie year that he has. He hasn't. If you go look at the number, you go look at and, – and, and I'm looking at judging him in these playoff type of situations because when he first jumped on the scene and he went to that over – oh, he was all good out. I think he won rookie of the year that year, didn't he, or finished he second? Okay, that year he was all world. I'm talking about the last year that they made the playoffs in Utah, whenever that was. I'm talking well, about he's, – he's made the he, – he's one of those – he's made the playoffs every year in the NBA. Right. And to me, his production in the postseason when the lights are bright, because Utah doesn't play on national television that much, and either is Cleveland, it's shrunken. There's no way that, you know what, I, who was that last night that said the perfect thing? I think Barkley said it. There is no way you can be a player that supposedly the media and everybody says Donovan Mitchell is, and you cannot be the reason why your team loses. Donovan Mitchell was the reason why Cleveland lost. If when Cleveland came out in the third quarter yesterday and mm-hmm. they were making their push, if Donovan Mitchell is even 60-70% of himself giving them something, whether it's on the defensive side, rebounding a shot, they win that game. This series is tied up 2-2. You can't what I'm saying is that people do not come after Donovan Mitchell to where he is basically set there the way the hype he gets, the fact that he's an all-star, his production in some of these playoff games should be a lot better. And I still stick with that. Danny Ainge, when he showed up and had to clear houses, you say, he didn't tell Paul Pierce to go. He kept Paul Pierce. If he would have had anybody else on that team, he probably wouldn't tell them to go ahead and go. He, he would have kept them, no matter if you got pieces around or not. Just because you don't have the pieces yet don't mean you go in and get rid of them, even if you got to flip assets or you need to get more pieces in. There, there's two different ways to do a rebuild. And if you feel like you have more pieces already to go that are closer – then you can do that. Again, he rebuilt differently around Pierce than he'd elected yes. to in 2013. He's, he In Utah, he elected to rebuild more similarly the, to the way he did in the, the last run with the Celtics, and which is collecting assets, 
get some young players in there, and then we're we're going to get a young coach, and we're going to go, we're going to build this up. And, and what, so that's that's what he's doing now. Markkinen is up for, and, and we'll find out tonight. I think for most improved player of the year, Lowry Markkinen. Cleveland had no problem just letting him go. But and he showed, and he showed that he could be but, more but, than what he even was in Chicago. But what I'm telling you is, if you Donovan Mitchell gets treated like he's a generational player, that's my whole I, point I to think that. He gets treated like he's an all star. He gets treated like he's an all star and generational player. Man, he got a lot of run. All star is not generational player. All star. What my point is, what I'm trying to tell you is that yes, there's different ways to do a rebuild. But you're if you think you got that dude that you can't replace, you don't let him go. That's my whole point. Due to the fact that Danny Ainge thinks he can replace Donovan Mitchell is to me that shows really where Donovan Mitchell's at. That if you think that you can, regardless, you can find a lot, like you said, there's different ways to rebuild. You can acquire assets in different ways. I mean, hell, how many assets did they require for Rudy Gobert's ass from Minnesota? Yeah, five first. Okay, so players. okay, so my point is, is that if Donovan Mitchell's that dude, Danny Ainge would be in this not his first rodeo. He's not letting Donovan Mitchell out of the out of the out of the building if you think you can replace him. Okay, but Don, Don, I, I I agree. Donovan's an all star. I wouldn't say a generational talent. I don't think he gets the run as a generational talent. Um, in the in the playoffs, he has showed up. I pulled up the box scores. Um. I've got him sitting here in front of me. I mean, not this season, uh, and he's good for a rough game a year. But yeah, he's had I mean, more than just rough games a year in the postseason. I'm, man, I'm saying I, mean, I'm, I said he's good for a a rough game a year. I mean, you look at 2020, uh, running through some box scores real quick. Western Conference first rounds: 57 points, 30 points, 20 points, 51 points, 30 points, 44 points, 22 points. You want to follow it up in 2022 or 2021? 2021, he goes on 25, uh, 25, 29, 30, 30, 45, 37, 30, 37, 21, 39. And what are all those? Are these in wins, losses? How many shots are they taking to those? I'm looking. Look, I, again, I don't box score watch. I'm watching the games, and I'm letting you know that. And I'm going by what I just saw Saturday. More than one player. But, but hold on. I got, I'm going by what I just saw Saturday. The guy had two points. Name any other all-star, anybody else that has just two points for the first time in the fourth quarter on the road. When you're when Carl basically Anthony you're Towns. basically <laughs> when you're the first yeah, and look, and exactly how to feel about Carl Anthony Towns. But Carl the difference is, Jonah, it's funny you laugh about that. Carl Anthony Towns gets the criticism though. Nobody criticized Donovan Mitchell. He gets the criticism. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.